0: Welcome to the Sugar Coated Dreams Podcast. If you've ever daydreamed about running your very own baking business, then you're in the right place. I'm Lauren, the cheerful baker, and I'll be your guide on this delightful journey where sugar, passion, and entrepreneurship collide. In each episode, we'll chat with talented bakers, entrepreneurs, and cookie decorators who've transformed their passions into something truly magical. Whether you're a seasoned baker or just starting out, this podcast is for you. We'll uncover the secret behind successful baking businesses, share tips and tricks to help you level up your skills, and unravel the stories of those who've created thriving careers in the baking industry. Plus, I have an exciting announcement for all of our listeners introducing the cheerful box a monthly subscription that brings joy and inspiration to your doorstep each box is carefully curated and filled with items to enhance your baking experience inside you'll find a surprise collection of unique cookie cutters clip art and a stencil plus an exclusive link to my online cookie decorating class It's the perfect way to indulge your passion for baking and take your skills to new heights. So after you listen to this episode, be sure to check out the Cheerful Box. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to receive a monthly dose of baking magic delivered right to your door. Visit our website and subscribe today. Now grab your cup of coffee and let's get ready for this week's episode. Hello. Thank you for joining us for our fun podcast episode today. I have a special guest. It is a friend of mine, Cynthia Raven, and I'm going to let Cynthia introduce herself to you and then we'll get started bombarding her with questions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for letting me be on this, for asking me, for inviting me. And yes, we're friends. And actually. The first time that I met Lauren, I said that um, she reminded me of one of my cousins and she really does look like one of my cousins. So I told her that we were probably related, you know, somewhere along the <laughs> line, but um, I'm Cynthia Raven. I'm with Sugar Chat Cookie Studio and um, I teach cookie decorating classes. I have a lot going on right now, so there's a lot of different things that are coming up, but Yeah, I've been doing this for a while and I'm excited to be here. So thank you. So Cynthia,
0: something I've never asked you is where did you get your name? Sugar Chat Cookie Studios. Oh, this is
1: a funny story. My day job is I'm head of human resources and I have been at this company for 22 years. And so I've never, I had never been on social media. Like I wasn't on Facebook. I wasn't on Instagram. I wasn't on any of that. And in 2016, when I started doing cookies again. I had done them years ago and then, you know, kids, life, whatever. And um, so I kind of started doing them again. And my daughter was like, mom, you've got to be on Instagram. Like people should see what you're doing. And, and this is how funny it is. Like, because I'm not on social media, I thought I was like the only person in Kansas city making cookies, which is hilarious. (laughs) you know. And so I got on Instagram and found this entire cookie world, you know, and was super excited about it. But I was thinking sugar chat think, you know, talking about all things sugar, right. So that's when I made my name. And then I started seeing these followers. Like, anyway, um, I said something to my daughter. I go, why am I getting these kind of followers? And she goes, because Sugar Chat sounds like a stripper name. You, need to you know, let's talk some sugar, right? <laughs> you
0: are you are pretty enough to do that, <laughs> also, Cynthia. That can be your next job.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um So it was so funny because so then I was like, she because you need to put Cookie Studio in there or something. So that's what I did. So anyway, that's that is I hilarious. Me. That
0: is hilarious. I always forget that you live in Kansas City when I first started decorating cookies. I think seven years ago. You all had, and I don't know if you were part of this, but there was always this big cookie group in Kansas City that would get together once a year, once a month, something, and live stream cookie decorating. And I always thought, man, I want to live in Kansas City. <laughs> that
1: looks like so much fun. We we ended up getting so many people from that were in the Kansas City group that it got to be kind of funny because. They were people from all over. Like one of my friends, Kate, she lives in Orlando, and she had come to visit me. And she's a cookier. And we were having one of the live streams. You know, Nancy was doing that from the Colorful Cookie Club. Mm -hmm. And so we would take turns doing it like we did at Nancy's house one time. We did it at my house one time. And I mean, we would do it. We we would go out to dinner, you know, like every six months or something. And And the group just grew and grew. And then, and part of what that started was um, Liz Adams from Artie Magoo. She and her husband would record their Magoo You, you know, they did skits and they did all this stuff and so fun. And so when they came, they came to Kansas City to video, there was a video company here that would do that for them in Overland Park. Okay. When they started doing that, they would reach out to local people and say, Hey, we're all going to meet for dinner. Do you want to meet with us? So that's where I got to meet Liz for the first time. Georgia and Bell, I got to meet Callie. I sat next to Callie at dinner one night from Sweet Sugar Bell. I mean, it was awesome because Liz had those people in. And then, like, she started asking one of us. So, like, I got, I was in March of 2019, I think. No, March of 2020. No, that can't be right. 2018. I don't know. You know, we've okay. all watched. <laughs> 2018. Yeah, that's when I was on there, and we did this skit, The Housewives of Cookie County. It was hilarious.
0: Is that on YouTube somewhere, Cynthia? Because we yeah, might need to watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny.
1: <laughs> um, they gave us all different lines, and they wanted us to bring. So I had like this big hat. I bought it in Kentucky, and it's this oh. big derby hat. You know, yeah. I actually used it a couple of times at parties and stuff. It's really fun, uh-huh. and her husband had said, bring, you know, that, bring this. And so they would interview, you know, how on the housewives, like they have these little sidebars where they would interview the individual housewife. And then they did a group photo and they had like a, a weed blower, a leaf blower. So all of our hair would be, you know, Yeah. Oh my God, it was so fun. It was so fun, but they gave us these lines. And so I'm looking at my line and my little clip was, um, all the boys want to come to my house because I have the best cookies and the, you know, and I was like, really, that's the line you give to me. You know, I mean, it was just, it was fun. We had a really good time. It was on March of, I think you have to belong to Magoo U to be able to see them. Okay. Actually see the videos and stuff, but, and they don't do those anymore because then COVID happened and they weren't traveling and you know, all that stuff. But anyway. yeah. So
0: I know that you started out as a cake decorator. Is that oh, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, for my kids and stuff and family, you know. Okay. Yeah. And
0: it's really cool. It's so fun, Cynthia, because when I'm being the investigative reporter to try and figure out what kind of questions to ask, I find all these things out about people that I didn't know. So I didn't realize that you started out in school studying art.
1: Yeah, I did. I did. I had always done art stuff, you know, through middle school, high school, and I won a couple local contests for different things here in town. And that's what I wanted to be. But when you, when you designate yourself as an art major, like you have to be approved by the art department, you know, <laughs> and you have to have this portfolio. And that was absolutely terrifying to me. And, and then I, I really didn't know what I'd do with that. Would I just be an art teacher? How do I turn that into a career, you know, right. and I really didn't want to be a teacher for Small children, you know. I mean, I love kids, I love my grandkids, but I just I just think that's a really challenging my heart goes out. My daughter's a kindergarten teacher and she's amazing. I mean, I I my heart goes out to people, nurses too, because I could never do that stuff either. (laughs) And then I ended up leaving school my junior year because I just really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I my minor was in business management and stuff and you know, life and anyway, so when I came back home and then I started working and then you know kids so I went back and got my undergrad degree in in human resource management after you know working and but I was always doing art stuff so okay. and both, both of my daughters are very artsy craftsy too. So.
0: Now what, what is your favorite medium in art?
1: Royal icing <laughs> <laughs> no I'm serious like I'm so much better I'm so much better with icing than I am anything else like I can draw but I'm so much better in icing. Like, I really am. Like, I can hold a piping bag so much better and get what I want on a cookie. I don't use a projector. So everything I do is freehand or a royal icing transfer from some. You know what I mean? But Yes.
0: Um, That's amazing.
1: But, well, no, I mean, it's just it's easier for me. Like, I've tried projectors. I went to a retreat and somebody had a Pico. And I, I have big hands. So my hand kept getting in the way, you know. Right. And it was really frustrating for me. And I had even gotten one of those big copy cake machines, you know, where you light down and, and all that. And it just really was a struggle for me. So it was easier for me to just, I am, I've been very blessed with the ability to look at something and be able to replicate it, you know, to be able right. to put it on a cookie. So I am grateful for that, you know. Right.
0: You know, I don't know if you remember this because we're close to the same age, but when I was young, my mom would get Southern Living Magazine. And in the back of the magazine, there was always a little, little thing. You would draw this and they would show you an image and you would have to draw it. And then you could send it into the magazine. I think it was Southern Living. You could send it into the magazine. And it, was in it was in a. It
1: the back of People magazine. Like it was in a lot of, ma- I know exactly what, it was like a deer, remember? It was like a little deer head or. Lots of different things. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it was in Good Housekeeping. It was back when everybody read magazines, all of our parents read magazines. So right. I would do that. I mean, I would do that every month. My mom would give that to me. And I truly believe that that for me is what honed that skill because I do use a projector if I'm making a whole bunch of cookies and I want them to all be the same. But if I'm just making an individual cookie... For fun or for a collab, I never use a projector because, like you, I do have the skill. I used to teach art, so I completely understand what you're saying. It's a hard job. (laughs) Yeah, and I I feel
1: bad. I didn't mean to say like I didn't want to, but I just like that's just not
0: you know. Oh, I understand. Listen, God makes us all different, right? We all have different gifts, and so I would often have parents would say to me, "Can you give drawing lessons to my child?" And I'm like, Mm. "I can." But the best thing to do is get a coloring book and a piece of paper and you sit the coloring book on the left and the paper on the right. And you have them practice transferring that image onto the other page. Because once you can do that, it makes everything you do art related easier.
1: It it does. And I remember one of the first times I did a Snoopy drawing and I showed it to my dad and he was like, did you trace this? And I said, no. And he goes, No, really. Did you trace this? And I said, No, dad, I didn't. And he was like, that's really good, you know? And so then I that's when I started doing that same thing is looking at things and trying to see how to do it. And and it's kind of what I do in class when I'm teaching, because sometimes the hardest thing for people is looking at a blank, like, and I always use owls as an example because I, you know, I love owls. Uh And and to get everything centered and equal on each side you know and all that and for some people to actually look at that blank cookie and go oh my god where do i put the eyes where do i put the wings where do i and not for everybody but you know some people are so i'm always like if you just break it down if you look at it as one big thing yes it's going to be overwhelming but if you break it down and make just a center mark and this that you know where the center is then you can place your eyes then you can do your wings, you know, and then, and once you do that, it is easier to draw. Right. You'd be a great art
0: teacher because these are things that I used to teach my students. I would say, break everything into a shape and look at the shape. And another tip, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but what's really helpful is let's take the owl, for example, because it is symmetrical. I can draw things on the right. I can't draw on the left. It's just something about me. I cannot draw a circle on the left-hand side of a cookie. So I turn the cookie upside down. So I I do the right, right I turn right. the cookie upside down, right. I do it upside down. And for me, it tricks my mind and I can
1: do symmetrical. But no, that's a class. great tip. I mean, I, I don't have trouble with that, but but I can see where somebody might. When I was in seventh or eighth grade, and I really liked my art teacher and whoever had the highest grade in the class at the end of the semester at the end of the year, got selected to teach the rest of the students
0: uh-huh.
1: in the that are my same that are my peers. You know, they're my and I remember like wearing a dress every day to school. So because I was going to be the art teacher for a week, <laughs> you know, and I had to plan out this whole program of what we were going to work on. And he had given me kind of an outline of some things, so I had to put together the project that we were going to do for that. I mean, I st- I can tell. I had on a white gauze linen dress with like this. I haven't even thought about that in years. That's funny. But I remember thinking because I was frustrated with some of my classmates because they weren't like, you know, you need to pay attention to quit talking.
0: (laughs) Again, I see. I was going to say you'd be a great teacher, but you are a teacher. And isn't it funny, Cynthia, how the things we do when we're young and throughout our life. Transition us into what we do in our second chapter when we're doing something that we love, you know, when we finally get to explore what makes us happiest. If
1: anybody would have told me at 62 that I would be living my best life, I would have never believed it. You're exactly right. One of my most favorite quotes is, It's never too late to be what you might have become. And it's yes, and we need a
0: t shirt. That's I've never heard anyone say that, but that is so
1: true. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, I, when I was, so when I was at Blue Cross, I went back to school and I got my um, bachelor's degree in in human resource management because I was an executive assistant in the admin area. And I worked for the number two and three people at Blue Cross, the Mm -hmm. CEO (laughs) and the COO. And I mean, I learned so much. I think anybody should be somebody else's assistant at that level because that helped hone my attention to detail, follow up. I mean, seriously, I anticipated what she's gonna need. Right. I anticipated what the next thing is. And we just got to where we were, it was awesome. And her and I are still friends to this day. I love her because she was such a great mentor to me, you know? Right. And John, who was the number two person at Blue Cross, He's the owner of the company I work for now that I've been Is at for right? 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've worked for John for 37 years, actually. So wow. Well, John goes, man, we're both old, Cindy. And I'm like, well, you're still older than me, but yes, yeah. we're both old. <laughs> so. but it was just really important to me to get my education. And so I went back to school and got my master's in adult education. And one day when I was overwhelmed with lack of sleep, trying to do orders, trying to do my job, manage my life, and I'm sitting in front of Michael's. And then all of a sudden it was like, I have a master's degree in adult education. Maybe I should take this cookie thing and start teaching. I mean, I love teaching adults. And I I kid you not, it makes me emotional. I walked into Michael's and you know how they have those little bins of dollar stuff? The very first thing I saw when I walked in was a little journal book, you know, a tiny one. And it said, Girl, you were born to do this. (gasps) And I started
0: that's a God moment. Absolutely. I I looked
1: up and I looked up and I said out loud. I know, me too. And I I looked up and I was like, God, you're just laughing at me right now. Like now you figured this out. I truly believe, and as corny as it sounds, I truly believe that me and cookies are supposed to be doing something, you know? So
0: I agree. I agree. So you were talking about working with a mentor and how that helped shape what you do in business, in
1: everything.
0: And it makes me think about another mentor in the cookie industry that you worked with. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Cause that is fascinating. Oh, I have to interject something real quickly. When we met, we were at cookie con. We decided that we were going to collect people and we were just going to walk around. And if we saw somebody by themselves, we're like, come on over, come eat with us, come hang out with us. Well, we had not done cookies very long. So we did not know that you were a star in oh, the cookie please. business. I'm, I'm not a
1: star. <laughs> it's, it's and so
0: you were sitting eating and, and we thought she must be lonely. We need to ask her If she wants to come eat with us, so we did, and you did, and then we find out who you are, and we're like, Man, we are lucky that we ran into her.
1: (laughs) It was so funny because my when my college roommate lived in Fort Worth, and since I was gonna be there and I was done teaching, because I'd done two add-on two days of add-on workshops and stuff. And so I planned on going to visit her for the day. So I didn't have my lanyard on or anything. And when I got back, I was starving and I went to just get a salad. So I was just eating and I was just, I was tired, you know, and Fresha came over and invited me and I came and sat at the table. And it was so funny because I thought she looks just like my cousin, Vicky, you know? <laughs> and, and then we started talking and it was, it was, it was great. It was so nice because it's, turned into such good friendships and fresh has been my assistant now twice and yeah you know, so yeah um so in 2017 i went to my first cookie con thank you sandra from the Swast- frosted swirl bake shop i had met her here in kansas city and that's when i realized there was like other cookie people in kansas city and you know and this was the end of 2016 and jenny from creative cookier was on a i call it her rockstar tour She has an RV and it says powered by cookies on the side of it. It's fabulous. It's a fabulous RV. I mean, Jenny's amazing. So she was one of the first people that I actually knew physically. Like I talked to Carrie from simple cutters through messaging, but I had never met her. Jenny was doing like some kind of tour and she was stopping in different cities to meet people, to meet cookiers. And I saw it on Instagram and I was like, where are you going to be? I met Sandra And Sandra called me like a couple weeks later and she goes, you need to go to cookie con. And I'm like, what's a cookie con? You know, (laughs) I'm not dressing up like cookies. I'm not doing that, you know, cause you know, you think about comic con and all that stuff. And, and she's like, no, no, no. So I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have Instagram. So Sandra was my Facebook person. So she got me a ticket, you know, I paid her. And anyway, I went and um, I won a second place in the sugar show and I'm an ugly crier. So that was a whole thing. You know? <laughs> and um, so after that, Jenny, because like I said, she's the only, I didn't know anybody there, but her and Carrie and Sandra. And mm-hmm. um, after that, Jenny messaged me and she said, I'm going to have a retreat in um, Fort Scott, Kansas, which is was not that far from me. And she's like, you have to come, you have to come. And so long time ago, I used to get this magazine called Fancy Flowers, F-L-O-U-R-S. Mm-hmm. It was expensive, but they had like some really unique cutters and things like that. And I had been doing cakes, but I didn't want to do them. I had made a wedding cake and it's August and it's buttercream. And it was horrible. And I'm just yes. like, I don't do this anymore. Like if you right. mess up a cake, it's a big deal, right? Right.
0: You mess up a cookie, you just eat the evidence and continue. But that's on my website.
1: I say that all the time. You scrape a cake, it's a big deal. You scrape a cookie, somebody will eat it for you. Um right. So um I I had gotten in the fancy flowers there was a nutcracker cookie and it was so detailed and so beautiful and it said decorated by Julia M Usher and I'm like who is this Julia Usher person and this is before Facebook and I mean this is like back in 2009 2000 something like that okay. and I was just like oh my god I I need to figure out how to do this and there wasn't YouTube. So I went and I'm like scouring the bookstores for books on cookie deck because I don't know how they're making this icing, right? So I found Joya's book and I bought it. And then I found like some little, they were not, they're almost books, but they're not hardcover from Autumn Carpenter from uh, Country Kitchen Sweetheart, right? Yes. And so, and now I'm figuring out, okay, this is flooding. So I'm just practicing and doing all this stuff. So I go to Jenny's Retreat. And Joy is one of the instructors there. And I'm like trying to be all cool. But I'm just like, oh, yes, hello. It's nice to meet you inside, you know, because it's her, right? Right. So we're working on cookies. And when I work on cookies, because I'm not a quiet person, I'm sure people know that right now. But when I'm working on cookies, like when I'm like in a class and doing, I don't talk. I'm I'm focused on cookies. And I'm just doing my thing. And, and Joy walks around and she's like, Oh, I love how you took what I'm teaching, but put your own spin on it. And then I'm thinking, oh crap, she's going to be mad, like I didn't do it, you know. And she goes, "Can I take a picture and post that on my Facebook?" And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, cool." And the girl <laughs> next to me, Dana, she's you know hitting me like this. And, um, so anyway, we went to dinner. We ended up sitting next to each other. We sat on the porch. And Jenny that weekend asked me to be an instructor at the next retreat she was having in Texas, and it was a Halloween retreat. And and then Julia and I just hit it off. We really did. And we're very, we're very similar in how we approach cookie stuff, mm-hmm. but in terms of the attention to detail and how we like to do certain things. And she's kind of an introvert, and I'm not. And but whatever it is, the yin and yang, it has just worked. And so she asked me to be her assistant in St. Louis at a show she was doing. And we've been really good friends ever since. So it's just been huge for me that and she's still, I mean, we we, we talk quite often. So yeah. do
0: you know how I learned to decorate cookies was from Julia Usher.
1: I mean, a it's, lot of people did a lot yes. of did, you know? it's
0: interesting because two names that you said were two out of the three people that I would watch their videos over and over. Autumn Carpenter, I would watch mm-hmm. her the flower box bakery. I watched yes, her Yep, That's yep. how I learned how to decorate cookies. I watched them over and over and over. I took every class online that they offered back when I started. But Julia had this incredible Royal icing class and I watched it 50 times. I mean, maybe more than that. I kept rewinding it and rewinding it because she explained it so well, but it was so foreign to me. So, I, I mean, she is at the very top for me. She is so talented. And I took an online class from her and she actually did the class and she was right. so kind. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm getting to talk to Julia Usher.
1: <laughs> She's so sweet. The first time that we that I went to St. Louis and I helped her with the show, and then she called me back. And you know how the first time when somebody calls you and you may not have them in your contacts, you know how it says maybe Julia Usher? And I'm like, Oh my god! Why is Julia Usher calling me? You know, right. and and so I let it go to voicemail, and then I called her back. And so the first couple of times I helped, like she, I mean, hired me. So she would get my hotel room, you come down to, you know, whatever. Then the next couple of times when we were going to Miami, she's like, "Would you mind sharing a room? Like if we got big, too big?" Queen. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine." So one of the first times we were there, she'll kill me for sin. I was like. I had my phone and I pretended like I was taking a picture of her and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm posting that I'm rooming with Julia Usher. She's like, Oh my God. I go, I'm teasing. I'm teasing.
0: So Cynthia, how did you learn how to decorate cookies? I mean, you were artistic, you had been decorating cakes. How did you transition that into the cookie world?
1: Well, I will tell you, I had probably every Wilton yearbook or something. you You would have, all the tips and all that. And I have the Wilton like student thing, but it's all for, you know, buttercream. When I saw that cookie, that's what I was like, okay, I need to figure this out. So Autumn's book was, it was cookie, cookies on sticks, mm-hmm. which I didn't want to do, but I'm like, but the cookie part, I mean, I still have those. And when I, and, and she's ended up being a good friend too. I'm actually going to be teaching up there later this fall. So mm. at Country Kitchen Sweetheart, but- She And she's been a fabulous sponsor for my classes and things like that. She's awesome. But when I finally met her, and it was at one of those Maguyu things, they had flown her in to do an interview and all that. And we ended up sitting across from each other. And again, I'm trying not to fangirl her because, you know, I have one of her books. And But three glasses of wine later, I'm like, oh, my God, I love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) And I was telling her about buying those books. And she laughed. She goes, you and my mom. And I said, no. And so when I got home... I took a picture of it because it's like stained with vanilla. and You know what I mean? It's like well-loved and well-worn. And so I sent her a picture and she was so sweet. She sent me two of her books and autographed the front of them. And I mean, inside. Yeah, it was very sweet, but that helped me. So I just need to make royal icing and this is how I need to do it. I mean, and this is what I tell everybody. It is just practice. I mean, over and over and over and the consistency. And I still take classes. I took a class last spring with Julia because she was doing a 3D topiary thing. And I wanted to know. I mean, I've helped her. I've done, an, in fact, in a, a few of the demos that she's done, I made the cookies that she was going to demo on for airbrushing, you know, mm-hmm. no pressure there, right? Right. <laughs> They got to be perfectly flat because Julia's airbrushing on them, right? Right. I talked about this at Cookie Con. You know how when you're making like a square, just for an easy example, when you're stopping and then starting again at a corner or whatever, you know how sometimes you have a bead there because there's too much? Yes. Like I can do that if I focus on the pressure at those corner, just a stopping and starting point. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. So that's like something I I, I I try to work on all the time. I think we should all be lifelong learners in ways, you know.
0: Absolutely. Like, I was having a conversation with someone. I don't remember who it was, but um, I was saying when you've been cookie decorating a long time, you have the tendency to think, what else can I learn in a class? And then you take a class and you get one little tip and it's worth the whole never, <laughs> That you never thought right. about. And and I took your class at Cookie Con. Thank you. And, and I, that was so nice having you in there. Well, I took it because I love you and I wanted to support you. And I love to paint. And so using all the dust for painting is what you were going to talk about. And I have done that lots of different times. But I thought, I'm just going to take this. You know what I never in a million years and all the classes I've taken, all the cookie cons, when you put the 3D fin of the seahorse, Uh I had never seen that done. And that tip was incredible how you just added a little something to elevate that cookie to the next level by making it a little bit more 3D. So it, it is great. To take classes, even if you think I've done that before, you will right. learn something that you
1: didn't know. <laughs> and, and, and that's exactly right. Like, and you don't know what you like, you don't know what you don't know. You right. Know? And so when you do something like that and you take a class and you get one, even if it's like one little nugget of something that either can make your life easier or that can give you an idea, because I, and I tell this to people in class all the time and I do is I mean, take what it is you're learning and incorporate it into your stuff. right? You know? I mean, I don't want my, I mean, there are some people that have very, very, very distinctive styles that is amazing, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, when it pops up that that's so-and-sos or whatever. Right. And to me, that's the best compliment that I can get is when somebody goes, oh, I don't even need when yours pops up, I mean, like, I don't even need to look at the name. I know that's one of your cookies or whatever. And that's a huge compliment to me. Right. Because there was a time when I got on Instagram and I was finding all these different cookiers, like, I loved how Georgianne did, like, with the black icing, like, you know, when it was wet on wet and she'd do these things. And I was really, like, hung up on that. And I was d- using that. And I remember my daughter said, so she goes, Mom, that's cool. But you need to do what you do. Like, you know, just keep enhancing what you're doing. And she's right. right. There's already one Georgian Bell, you know, so it's just, I mean, it's like, there's one Julia Usher. And so being able to take things and incorporate it into what you're doing is what I think is really cool. And you can learn. So for me, and I know, you know, this, like my cookies, I always try to, it's not just a flat, you know, there's always like a couple different things that are on there to give it some, oomph or whatever. Right.
0: So when I first started decorating cookies, <clears throat> I did the same thing that you would, that you said, I would look at a cookie and I would try and replicate that cookie. And so people would say to me, find your own style. And you know, you have a style within you, you find your own style. And I thought, I don't know how to find my own style. Yes. I don't <laughs> even know how to decorate a cookie. So, But but after decorating lots of cookies, I started seeing, oh, I do have a style. Yep. And we all get in the comparison game, right? Oh, my gosh. I taught art to elementary kids. I taught kindergarten for a little bit of time. That is a hard job. But, man, I loved it. They would accidentally call me mommy, and I thought <laughs> the best job you could ever have. Um, but I only did that for a little bit. So my style is very almost childlike you know my cookies are happy and bright and cheerful
1: and they're whimsical and they may and they evoke a feeling of happiness like i was just gonna say when something pops up i know it's yours you know (laughs) i mean i have so many i know sandra's cookies you know i know Fresh's cookies i mean when things pop up that i mean you can tell you know you're like oh that's you know, Lawrence or whatever, and I right. think that's a great thing. I really do.
0: It is, but sometimes I'll look at these really ornate, very textured cookies, and I think I want to do that. That is impressive. But then I go back and realize, Lauren, that's that's not your style. Stick to what your style is because you're a lot happier. I think when you figure out what works for you, and you don't compare yourself to everybody else, and you just continue honing the special skill that you've been given.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. And, and I think it's hard because I think if there's an overall general comparison illness right. <laughs> across social media, whether it's about your personal appearance or your lifestyle or what you're doing or what something looks like. I mean, I have my own opinions about social media and I really wish that it wasn't a necessary evil you know because yeah. it's a, it's a lot of work too and i've mentioned this on 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 our podcast that Sandra and i have that you know my daughter my youngest daughter and her two sons have lived with me for two and a half years and mm-hmm. i mean now they're 5 and 2 and it's a, it's a lot you know and then having a full time job and then covid and we're all trapped here and i mean you know covid affected other people in much worse ways than that for me. Me was just going stir crazy in my house with all these people, you know what right. I mean? But it's just hard to manage all that stuff and then trying to be creative and then trying to put it out there. And a friend of mine, she's retired and and, and she's a really good friend and and she's an artist too. And she does some amazing different kinds of things with photography. And she goes, do you want me to manage your Instagram and your Facebook for you? Like in terms of comments, like you can post and then I'll follow up. And if I have any questions, I'll text you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we did that for the longest time. And then I got really overwhelmed and didn't post for a while. Anyway, she was like, I'll do that. So anyway, she's been helping me with my Facebook. I've been trying to do Instagram because I, I want, I told her, I said, you know, I have a lot of friends and she doesn't know like if you came on there and said, she might not know that we're like personal friends. Right. And so sometimes I'll scroll back through and I'm like, Oh, I need to write them separately because not that it was, it was just very like, thank you. You know, I would have said, Oh my God, Lauren, thanks. But you know, blow you a kiss or something. Yeah. But it's funny. One day I was looking through and I was like, I don't remember writing that. That's so good. And I was like, Ooh, go sharing. Thank you. (laughs) So tell us about your podcast. Well, Sandra and I have a podcast. It started with Nancy from The Colorful Cookie and Sherry from Smart Cookies Bakery and, and Sandra from Frosted and Swirl. And we, we had talked about it for a while. And then at Cookie Con in Louisville, no, it wasn't Louisville. I don't know. One of them last year. We started talking about um, doing that and, and it was just going to be for fun and, and trying to coordinate a schedule with four people. It's really hard, you know, and Nancy's always got like cookie-a-thons coming up and she's super busy and Sherry does a lot of like corporate baskets and things like that and Mm -hmm. a lot of orders and she has a little kiosk in one of the businesses here. So I was the only one that had a separate job outside of cookies, so trying to coordinate them with my work schedule. So we got to where we would record two or three at a time, which I did not like because you know, we're we're talking and by the second or third one, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you
0: anymore. You know? Right, right.
1: Yeah. Um, right,
0: you need to be fresh. Right? Yes,
1: right. No, I, I think it's important. And so um, it's called Cookies for Lunch and it's super fun. And then Nancy just got really overwhelmed with um, her, her holiday cookie-a-thon last year. And yes. so she asked to bow out. So then it was the three of us. And then Sherry, her busiest, almost busiest time of year is between October and December with the holidays. So she asked if we would hate her if she stopped. (laughs) Sandra and I've been doing it, but what we have, we've been doing it like every other week instead of once a week Mm -hmm. because it's not something we're making money on or anything like we just do it for fun. And um, we have guests on there. You were a guest there. I know
0: that was fun.
1: And I um, mean, we enjoy it. Her and I catch up with each other and and, and she lives here in Kansas City, but she lives like 50 minutes away. So right. it's on the other side of the city, we were going to record last Friday, but um, Sandra's not been feeling good and she's getting ready to go on vacation. So we may have a longer break than than what we normally do as opposed to every other Wednesday. So
0: Right. So. Tip- now- the the reason I do this podcast, I mean, I wish I was making money on this podcast, but that is not the case. Right. <laughs> but the reason that I wanted to do it is because I love being an entrepreneur. I love having my own thing. It's hard, but it's a sense of pride. And I, I like taking time off when I want to take time off and not having to ask somebody really is no, what kidding. it boils down to. But I know there's a lot of people out there who are dreamers who are sitting at home or at work thinking, gosh, I would love to start a cookie decorating business or a cake or macaron, but I just don't know how to do it. Or I can't do that. They're just not feeling confident about their ability or they don't know where to start. And so my hope is that they will listen to this podcast and they will hear themselves in the story of someone else. And they will think, gosh, if that person could do it, then maybe I can do it too. So what advice would you give to someone who is like that, who's sitting at home thinking, gosh, I might like to start a little something.
1: Just try, you know, I mean, really. And because I I think sometimes we look at things just like what I was talking about with the drawing. We look at this whole big picture instead of breaking it down into, because I got into that. I have a full-time job. I'm limited on my time. I don't even get to start cookie stuff until nine o'clock when everybody goes to bed here and it's hard. And so I was like, I need to be putting videos up on my website. People are always asking me for tutorials and things like that. And I was like, I need to have this library. And this, he's one of my, one of my best friends at work, Eric. He said, why are you are going to overwhelm yourself? You don't have to do that. Just start making one video every two weeks, just one little video. Yes. He goes, you're looking at it as it has to be perfect. You're looking at it as you have to have everything possible right there at the moment. And you don't. And that's what I tell people in classes and things like that. I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect to start. Right. You just got to start. Yes. you just one little piece. And if it's teaching yourself how to decorate cookies, then just focus on that. I mean, or even breaking it down even further, just teach yourself how to flood really well. Right. That's the foundation for everything, right? Yes. But don't be afraid. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to look beautiful right off the bat. I mean, you don't have to have a website right away. You don't have to have business cards right away. You don't, I mean, there's so many things. We've been doing pieces of this for a long time. If I had to, I mean, honestly, if I went out today to try to replace all of my, oh my gosh. But it's all been an accumulation, yes. You know, over the years. That's so, right. You
0: just start start with the one thing and build on
1: that, right? So I didn't know you had an announcement. Well, it's not really an announcement. It's just it's. I'm kind of excited about it. And we'll um, share. Well, and Sandra probably kill me because um I should <laughs> I should announce this on our podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's not here. We're no, not I know, here. right? <laughs>
1: no. No, um, I love you, Sandra. I actually officially went part-time at my day job last week. So, and I've talked about doing that. And that's been another thing. Like I've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it, but it's very scary to go from my regular full-time salary to my part-time salary, which, I mean, I I mean, I figured out some things and I'll be okay. I won't be able to buy near as many shoes as I normally like to buy, but right. you know, <laughs> which is a big deal to me. But so I'm actually working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. Now I'm actually doing a class and this is like the best of everything. It's a combination. It's, a, it's for a big accounting firm here in Kansas city. I'm doing a team building event for them with cookies. So That's it's fun. like taking my HR piece and the cookie stuff. And so I'm doing awesome. that tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. And I love those. I've done a lot of those and I love them. That
0: is great. It's so fun how you can incorporate your past with your future. I started teaching cookie classes because I thought I want to quit my job and what can I do to make more money? And I thought, well, I'm a teacher. I can teach. Maybe I'll try teaching something I love, which is cookie decorating classes. It's the
1: truth. I mean, it really, it's what you said earlier. It's it's the journey. And I remember, and my mom, I love my mom, but she's got a little sass to her, you know?
0: <laughs> and
1: um, when I went back and got my master's and then I was doing these cookies, she made this kind of little snarky comment about, well, that master's degree is really serving you well making cookies, right? <laughs> and I remember it like it annoying the heck out of me, you know? But it's funny because later it's like, yeah, it did serve me well. Because part of that program was it was just when online learning was coming out. Mm -hmm. And so part of that was how to have a, a Zoom meeting. I mean, it taught me a lot. I mean, it taught me and it taught me different. And you know, this everybody learns a different way. Right. And I need to see it, I need to touch it, I need to feel it. You know, other people need to read it to watch a video over and over. So you have to touch on all those points when you're teaching because you never know how 25 different people in your classroom, how they learn.
0: That's what makes you a good teacher because you do that in your class.
1: Well, I try. I mean, I really do try. And and I know you can't make every single person happy, but I try really hard to make sure because those classes aren't cheap, you know? And I want people to feel like they got a good swag bag, that they got attention, that they felt like they walked away with something great. And that's what's important to me. After Cookie Con, a lot of people had posted really great comments on about the classes and stuff and I have yet to be able to go back in there and really appropriately respond to to everyone but I appreciate everybody that takes my classes and their sweet comments and and feeling good about what they learned cuz that's what's important to me. That's why the online thing like I like doing an online class the the tutorial part is going to be a stretch for me because I like the interaction like this right. with you and seeing, yes. you know, right. um, and, and seeing you for a lot of reasons, but you know what I'm saying? Because you yes. can get in someone's face. You're so brave, Lauren. I have, oh my gosh. I mean, I tell everybody this, like you are so brave and so honest on your Instagram, on your Facebook stuff. And I mean, you just, you're just yourself. You're your genuine self, which right. when I'm with people, I'm me like good, bad, ugly, whatever. I'm just me, but it's hard for me to dance on Instagram. It's hard for me to, it just really is. I don't know. I commend you. You're amazing.
0: (laughs) I I haven't done any dances lately, but there was one time I remember I was trying to do some little dance and my son came in. He's like, what are you doing? That's cringy mom. I'm like, listen, I'm I'm going to be on the Food Network one day and they're going to find me because I'm doing all these crazy things on no, Instagram, which is exactly what I said and exactly what
1: happened. So. <laughs> you, know, you have to put it out there. And I, that's the other piece of, I'm trying to take my own advice and be brave and do some of these things. So for me, being able to go part, and it was hard for me because I'm by myself. I need my benefits. I'm not old enough yet to have you know Medicare or something. So I I need to to do that. And I do like my HR job. I mean I do. And you know, and I have a house payment and all those other things. So um I'm and I'm very grateful that John and 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 Farah, his daughter who owned the company, agreed to let me do this. And we all agreed that we would reassess in 90 days and make sure it's working for me, make sure it's working for them. And if it's not then I can come back full-time or if they need, then they may have to hire another person part-time or something. So I'm very blessed and grateful for that. And because I don't know a lot of companies that would do that.
0: Tell us where we can find you and where people can take classes to help you in your next stage of life.
1: (laughs) Well, actually, I have several things going on right now. One of them is I, I really have some amazing drop cookie flavors. And so I'm actually working with someone now about maybe putting those in some specialty shops and Ooh. I'm trying to utilize doing things that are passive income, like where yes. it's created. And then, I mean, pa- this is not necessarily going to be passive because I'm baking a lot of cookies. initially. different
0: streams, different yes. income streams. Yes.
1: Yes. And I really do want to start putting some videos up on my website, which is everything is sugar chat cookie studio. So my website is www.sugarcheckcookiestudio.com. Um, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram and that's the name of everything. I had thought I was going to do some online classes, but I do believe I'm just going to start doing some tutorials mm-hmm. putting those out there. But I will be teaching at Country Kitchen Sweetheart. Um, it's up in Indiana. It's Autumn Carpenter's Place. And if you've never been there, oh my gosh, you should take a road trip just for the shop. Have you ever well, been That's there?
0: not that far for me. I'm thinking I might come to your class. Have you ever
1: done? Have you ever been to her shop? No. It is like the lows of cookie and cake decorating. Like I would love that. Anything you can imagine, every supply, every, I mean, it's, I mean, and there's, a, I mean, you can order online too, and there's a lot of fabulous online shops, but again, I'm one of those people I like to go and see and figure right. out, use that into something else. So I'm going to be teaching there probably a couple of times between September and November, probably a Halloween class, and then maybe a Thanksgiving and a holiday Christmas. And then I'm going to be on holiday cookie a You're probably doing that too. Aren't you? Yes, Nancy. And we'll put this information in the show notes. Okay. Now,
0: before I let you go, I have a couple speed round questions. Are you ready?
1: Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what is your favorite treat?
1: Cookies. I'm not joking.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good. I well, eat Aaron cookies, cookies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite cookbook?
1: Oh gosh. My new one is Tegan uh, Gerhardt. Um, the Half-Baked Harvest. Have you seen her cookbooks or? No. She's very young, but she, she's actually got her third book out. They are fabulous cookbooks. The first one, is has a lot of like techniques and ingredients. The second one's better about being faster. It's simple. And the, the most recent one I have is every day. And oh my God, I have probably 50 pages tagged and I've done different things. It's T-N-T-E, I don't know, but Taff Baked Harvest every day okay. is most recent cookbook. And it's awesome.
0: Okay. And then my last question is, if you could make cookies for anyone living or gone, who would you make cookies for?
1: My dad, because he passed away before I started doing all this stuff.
0: Is so, that yeah. right? Oh, well, that's neat. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on with me.
1: Well, and um, you
0: I'll you. look forward to seeing you soon. Yes, you will. And I look okay. forward to
1: seeing you. Bye bye.
0: Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sugar Coated Dreams podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed today's chat and don't want to miss out on future episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform. We release new episodes every Thursday. If you enjoyed the episode, please take a moment to rate and review it. It would mean so much to us. And remember to check out the Cheerful Box it's the perfect companion to help you unlock your creativity and help make your baking dreams come true. You can find it at www.CheerfulCutters.com. So until next time, keep dreaming big and never underestimate the power of a little sugar and a whole lot of passion. I'm Lauren Jacobs, and this is the Sugar Coated Dreams Podcast.